Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off, 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 off the Record. Yo, welcome back everyone. Jamie Hartley here from Crossfader and this is Off The Record, the DJ podcast. We're joined again by, on my left, Danny James. And on my right, Lawrence James. I nearly said my government name then. The, your, <laughs> government, your government <laughs> name? You are you an Asian? Are you, are you like a secret Asian? You caught me off guard then. You <laughs> me off guard. Oh man. <laughs> um, well yeah, welcome back to the podcast uh, for another episode. We're keeping that regularity here you know we promised you you listeners that we're here every week and we're on it we're doing it Um, before we get started as well happy birthday to you katie happy birthday to you katie happy birthday dear (laughs) katie Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Kate. Oh, where's, the, where's the cheers? Where's the cheers? Where's the uh, cheers? Okay. Oh, By the go. way, guys, if you were listening last week, I did promise you new jingles this week. I have failed. It's Jamie's uh, fault because he's going, <laughs> he's going away this weekend, so we've only got two days in the office. Yeah, so, so we managed to squeeze it in still. Um, but, I mean, saying that, we yeah. have got a great podcast lined we up have. for you, so don't worry, because I spoke recently with an awesome guy who has done some really groundbreaking stuff when it comes to technology and music and visuals and stuff that, you know, is really pushing the bar when it comes to what you can do in live streaming as a DJ, how you can, you know, even promote yourself and brand yourself because this is some groundbreaking technology. So before we get into it, um, I want to ask you guys, do you know what AR means? AR, augmented reality. That's right. That is, I'm sweating then. But (laughs) I'm not sure... That much on the difference between AR and VR, if I'm being honest. So right. this is this is good. Well, so he explains it a little bit more, but I'm going to paint a picture yeah. just right, before boom. we get in because it's quite, you know, we cover technical things, but I bring it back to, you know, the basics, basics. In, in the interview. But for, for you guys here next to me. So I am basic. V- VR, virtual reality. Yeah. That is something that is all virtual. So it's like you go into a virtual world, you log in, but you're not, you're not actually there. You're like in World of Warcraft, but it's not, you're not, a character in World of Warcraft yeah, as, that, that, as the human that you that are. That reality right. exists yeah. okay. already. It's, it's, it's in the virtual world, <laughs> the but virtual augmented world. reality is bringing virtual to the real world. Right. So right. you're taking who you are, your person, and this is where you know iPhones have come out now with these augmented reality. If you ever wanted to buy, ah. you know, a new iPhone and you it says, do you yeah. want to see this in AR? Yeah, right? yeah, point it, point yeah, it yeah, at yeah, a, yeah. a table until you can see the iPhone it, yeah. and the size it is and you yeah, can spin yeah. it around. That's putting something digital in our physical environment. So yeah. that's AR. So that's AR, the augmented reality. Okay. Um, but it goes beyond just putting things in places. And this is where this technology that's been developed is building your own world, which is an AR world. So you're in that world, but you can have digital scenes but then you're part of it as well and it's a bit beyond just a green screen because with new technology you can actually start layering yourself into this 3d space into this 3d world it's not just like you've got a backdrop and you're in the foreground there's some really interesting stuff and not only that with ar what you can do is you can which is great for the dj industry is you can have sound affect what happens in that space right so this is the real interesting part of this conversation and this technology that's been developed is that the sound that you can run through from your dj equipment can then affect the visuals you could literally make yourself blow up in time with the music and turn into particles (laughs) what the hell is going on (laughs) so i mean I mean, anyone. This is exciting for I imagine anyone who live streams first of all, exactly. right? Exactly, it's a product yeah. definitely for live, live stream visuals, Twitch guys, um, anyone who DJs on live stream. I imagine this is like mind blowing 
new uh, just a new way to be creative and yeah. for those that don't live stream it's just an insight into what is possible and what is could be in the future of you know the dj industry but not just the dj industry the music industry and just creatives in general this isn't like just live for shows musicians. as well exactly that yeah, yeah, so you yeah. could pay for a ticket and you could be immersed in this live experience in this live show and you'll hear in the interview that um they've actually done some of this already where fans are able to interact with the the 3D world that's been created so they can comment right. on YouTube and it will make visuals happen on the screen oh in real time Lord. so they you know it's promoting that engagement and interaction so this is the nice. future of where live streaming could go um it is a very interesting interview and before we get into it is there any updates have we got anything to catch up on I think so and we might have to cut this out because I don't know if it's embargoed but by the time this goes out there's a new beatport thing isn't there yeah no Thank we can God talk about that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get well, Lawsuited. Yeah, them. I mean, <laughs> apparently it's coming out tomorrow from time of recording this. Right, so unless well, something drastically changes, we might have to chop this out and you'll never hear it anyway. So, um, but yeah, beatport party mode. Beatport party mode. So you need a full streaming account to use it as a DJ. So the professional streaming account, I think it is to use it. And what it is is for anyone that uses the beatport streaming service, you have a DJ app now on your web player on Chrome that you can prepare your music and do a bit of basic DJing on. And it I is use this quite a lot. Yeah. to prepare sets now. It's, it's same with beat source as beat well. Beat source as well, yeah. It's just a lot more of intuitive way. You know when you go on a, a streaming or a DJ pool or something, you just scroll in the tracks and it's just, it's a little bit more fun to create a playlist with yeah. listening yeah. to the track, seeing if they mix together, things like that. Um, and what this allows you to do now in party mode is you can join as a DJ and you can invite other friends who are DJs to come and DJ in real time with you. So what that means is they could be in one location, you could be at the other side of the world, and you could both be interacting with the same DJ software that's based on a browser, and you can both be mixing back to back with your own equipment plugged in yep. and seamlessly mixing together. And not only that, you can then invite fans to come and join the party. So Sick. you can send a link out to all your mates, to your discord to whoever you know yep. wherever you want to share it and then people can join that party and they can see exactly what's going on on the screen they can see what tracks you're loading and they can even choose tracks to drop into a request folder the request so you folders can, awesome yeah yeah sick yeah sick so if you're yeah if you're watching one of a famous live stream from whoever you can start requesting tracks for them to play um and it, it can be it's a way to be interactive as well like you know the way we see it using is is one by kind of teaching on on the fly, kind of that that could work. But then, yeah, requesting tracks that don't mix well together, for example, and, yeah. and trying to challenge the DJ yeah. to mix it in somewhere like that. Oh yeah, like just something as cool as seeing one of your favorite DJs in the world playing a song that you've requested from your own home. Or you could even request to go back to back with them, right. and you could do back to back sets with some of the biggest DJs that if they cool. choose to. You know, they could do this easily now with some of their fans, which is a great opportunity. And we're really excited to see how this rolls out. We're going to be testing it um, for sure, and we're going to be doing some internal stuff and inviting some of our users to come and join the party with us. Um, so you can look out for that, you know, across our email blasts and in the Discord. That's cool. Um, and just talking about music services. So if that sounds great and you're not part of Beatport, um, we have three months free beatport streaming that comes with our house mixing course or if you sign up to the dj hub you can get three months free of beatport streaming through either of those purchases so worth checking out and the other thing talking about music is that bpm supreme who we also have an affiliate with you can get 25 percent off your first month with the code crossfader but they have just well again this week they're launching their whole new redesign platform a whole new iOS app. There's so much new coming from them. They've totally rebranded their their whole um, 
brand, let's say, yeah. and they've got nice. subcategories now because they have BPM Create, BPM Sync, BPM Latino, Latino which has become BPM Supreme, Supreme Latino. Yeah, Supreme um, Latino. And BPM Supreme, an amazing record pool. Um, and what they're really focusing on is the technology behind music uh, discovery. Yeah. And I've got to say they've built a lot of AI into this new platform. It reminds me a lot of Spotify. So if a lot of people out there use Spotify to discover new music and let the algorithm work for you, this is what BPM Supreme are adopting nice. and really pushing with this new update. And honestly, it's something that is quite exciting yeah. to see just within a record pool. And I know down the line, there's already been teasers that, um, BPM streaming is coming. So I think they're going to have a streaming service that is integrated into softwares like your record box and Serato alongside their record pool offering too. So yeah. very exciting news there from BPM Supreme and worth checking out, especially if you're already a user. 100%. Of, uh, so. I feel like it's been, it's been quiet for so long. And then yeah. the last month, yeah. it's like, whoa. Yeah, and then yeah. you, you had the teasers from Rain as well about a new, a new whether whatever it is, a controller or a mixer or yeah. whatever's coming. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Mm. Exciting. Cool. So let's get into this chat with Alex Kane from Volta. Um, we kind of prepped you for it a little bit earlier in the podcast. So without further ado, let's get stuck into this call. Just a word of warning. He wasn't in the studio with us. He's just on the other end of a phone. So bear in mind, the audio won't be as clean as it is right now, but we're excited for you to hear this conversation. So, Alex, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're a designer. Um, but how did all of that, you know, how did your life contribute to what Volta is? And can you let our listeners know, you know, what what is Volta and what does yeah. it allow you to do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Volta is a piece of software that we make. Uh, well, Volta Create Software, Volta's company. Um, and the software that we make is uh, its a really easy tool for making mixed reality content. So um, 3D real-time rendering uh, content that's natively audio reactive. Uh, and that last part is particularly important because, uh, you know, we're aiming this at musicians, performers, creators, uh, live performers, live streaming performers, um, and... And so, so it, you know, it, it takes minutes to to make a 3D world, or in some cases, you can literally just click on a template that we have, pops up with the 3D world, put yourself in it um, via either your webcam, or you can even use like lidar from the new iPhones and, and iPads, and uh, and and wrap this 3D world around you that's kind of reacting in all of these ways to your music. Um, so that's that's in a nutshell what it is. We kind of like to call it like Legos for mixed reality uh, aimed at, at performers. Um, and the way that, that it all started and the way that actually all of those pieces come together is uh, I, I moved to London about five years ago to do a master's program. Um, and it was in, in innovation design at uh, the Royal College of Art and Imperial College. And... Um, it was actually my thesis project. Um, that's how it actually started. So one of my professors had made a really good spatial audio algorithm. Um, he'd actually made it for, uh, for hearing aids, but had also built a VST out of it. And uh, I don't know if, if uh, your listeners have had much time or spent much time trying to mix spatial audio, but it's... Uh, the interfaces are, are notoriously kind of difficult um, because you're trying to do, you know, some manipulation of something in 3D on a 2D interface. And, you know, unlike other sort of 
3D modeling softwares, which are visual. This isn't even a visual thing. So it's, it's really difficult to, uh, to, to be able to do that. And so essentially what I did was um, I made a VR app. It, um, I, I learned how to code in Unity for, for this and pretty much just took a bunch of virtual objects in, in the virtual reality world that I'm in and just calibrated them to his spatializer. And so you can literally grab the vocals and physically put them here, grab the drums, move them around in space. You could record motion uh, and it would and it would replicate the, the actual sound. It would sound like it's right there. Um, but I I before all of that, I was working. I, I, I've been playing music since I was eight years old. Um, drums, guitar, piano, eventually learned to produce music, DJ quite a bit myself. Um, but, but, but then I also worked in music. I, I did, um, uh, marketing and branding and, and a little bit of design work for some big electronic musicians in the States before moving to London. And I came from, you know, this, the, the, the spectacle of the event sort of world. And that's, and I was much more interested in how you could lend the merits of like mixed reality, like gestural interfaces and physics engines and game engines to the performative side of music. So you can imagine like a big drop is coming in a show and you could either, you know, crank the bass up on a filter or something like that, or you could grab it and stretch it and physically like throw it. And it would all have some of this sort of synesthetic performative um, effect. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where this was going. Um, and then, and then, the pandemic hit and it just decimated the the live industry and um and yeah so kind of had to make a decision on on how to move forward and so what we did was we just inverted the the user flow so instead of using mixed reality as the the interface as a control surface we flipped it so it would be the output and so now what you do is you feed music and music metadata into Volta, you feed any sort of 2D media and now 3D media with LiDAR into Volta. And, um, you know, you can feed photos, videos, camera feeds, LiDAR into it. Um, you as a performer just do a little bit of configuration with that and then just out pops this, this 3D audio reactive world. Amazing. So just to paint a picture to to listeners, because a lot of this technology is pretty groundbreaking. It's pretty new, especially for the mass market, let's say. Um, that. I came across some of the things that you're talking about, specifically like, for example, through Apple, they obviously have spatial audio as part of their AirPod design. So if anyone's listening um, and has AirPods, they might be able to test this out um, where basically the sound can, you know, travel around. It can track where your head's moving and things. So that, but that's pretty new, you know, in terms of mass market. Um, and then you were talking about the LiDAR scanner. So just paint a picture of a bit more about what the LiDAR scanner is and how that can elevate sort of, the experience for both the viewer, sort of the viewing and the listening experience. Um, for people. Yeah, I can I can actually show you. Uh, so whoever, um, so uh, for anybody who who can, uh, you know, watch, watch this, the, yeah, on Spotify. Uh, so anyone on Spotify is able to see this now, and I'll try and describe as well as you know. So anyone that's listening on other platforms, but yeah, let's go for it. So okay, so we have a companion. So we have a desktop app. Both of the desktop app. Yeah. Um, and it and it syncs up 
you know, to, uh, you know, your, your audio and, and, and different types of things. Like we, we've native support for tractor, native support for, uh, Ableton actually in, we're in tractor. If you look into tractor and look into the controller manager, uh, we are up there with, you know, rain and pioneer and see Volta in there. Um, and, and we've got mappings for pretty much all of the big mixers natively in it. So that's the desktop software. Then we also have have this app, which is our companion LiDAR app. And so if you, uh, for, for those of you who are watching, uh, this kind of hopefully will make sense just by looking at it. But for those of you who aren't, um, I'm holding up my phone and there's, there's kind of a mosaic of different video outputs. One is like a normal video. So it's just like the normal camera capturing me. One is a, is a heat map. Um, and this is actually capturing the 3D depth data um, of me and my surroundings. And then in this bottom corner here, it just looks like this black and red outline of me. And what that's doing is it's doing its best to figure out whether or not I am, in fact, a human. Uh, so it'll, it'll, it, there's a bit of machine learning to determine what is and is not a human. And so you can grab all of this um, data and run Volta, um, the desktop app, at the same time. And if you're on a local network or if you plug it in via USB, in real time, it will grab all of this, uh, all of this data, put you inside of the world, move things in front of you, around you, and then you can also do really trippy kind of like particle effects. Um, so you can and, like make yourself and, look like you're exploding to the music and things. Exactly, exactly. Oh, cool. And everything, you know, is, is audio reactive. So uh, if, if uh, you know, if you just want the kick drum to drive you turning into these sort of trippy traily effects, every time the kick drum hits, you can, you can do that with the LiDAR. That's awesome. I mean, this is this is amazing technology, and just to be able to put it in the hands of sort of the mass market of DJs, you know, even if this is something that is totally out there for some DJs, and like, whoa, I didn't even know this existed. You know, to be able to put this out there, you know, and start this ball rolling for DJs is amazing, and to provide that tool, um, uh, just to paint a picture as well for anyone that's listening, if you imagine this lidar um, technology, you know, we're all used to green screens. We kind of know the old school. Um, technology of a green screen but i think with this is what you're saying is you don't have to have any kind of green screen you can be in your environment but you can still have things coming around you and behind you because it's detected you as a human and it can pull you out of that frame to then lay things behind without the use of a green screen as well is that right yeah yeah not only do you not need a green screen but the fact that it captures the 3d data uh means that that it, it can um place you in space in the scene so rather than it just being you on top of some flat thing you are you are in it you are at the center of it and like you yeah like you said you can have things flying in front of you behind you around you um and you decide sort of where you exist inside of that space by control you can control the depth in in both to create the desktop software to place you inside of it that's awesome so that leads me on really to where does volta you know what's the role it plays in this whole, you know, everyone's heard the buzzword of the metaverse um, and uh, this rolling out and the future of technology. So where does it sit in the future of the metaverse and almost painting a picture for anyone who doesn't really know the ins and outs of what the metaverse is? You know, how does this play a part from a music standpoint as well? So um, so there's, there's a, 
a short answer to that and a long answer to that. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a long one, um, which is in in the immediate term, I think uh, defining what the metaverse is, not that I want to get like too down the road of like getting into the semantics of it or anything, but like defining what the metaverse is today versus what we all you know anticipate it, it can be in the future um, is important. Um, so so uh, our our expectations um, for you know it, it, for the future are sort of the you know ready maybe not like ready player one or anything like that but like uh, you know AR headsets are going to become a thing Apple allegedly is releasing Apple Reality Pro which is their first AR headset in the future at that point Volta becomes very much um, a way to make um, uh what's it called when it's um it's like one of the definitions of what the like metaverse is supposed to be uh just kind of overlapping realities on top of the real world i forget what the actual term is for it at this moment but um at that point volta becomes a way to be an experience creation tool for for us on the net for everyone for consumers for you know djs for anyone really um in the short term we are more focused around the idea of the of mixed reality becoming an art form. Um, I am fairly convinced, and I think you know everyone at Volta is fairly convinced that mixed reality will become an art form in its own right. Um, you know, on par with music, on par with cinema and theater and fine art, and 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 our ambition is to. Um, to help normalize that by democratizing these tools, by making them available to everyone. And so we think uh, experience itself will become a canvas and that will lead to kind of, you know, this sort of longer term idea of what we think the metaverse is. But, you know, if, if experiences are going to become a canvas, if we're gonna see them that way, our, our aim is to become the de facto paintbrush of those canvases. but you know, similar to, you know, painting, right? Like if, if right now it, it costs, you know, half a million dollars or more, you know, six, seven, sometimes eight figures to make, um, to make something that is, uh, a mixed reality kind of creation that is, you know, really sort of meaningful. I mean, with, with Volta, you can do it for free, but like, like if you're the weekend, you, you, you spend a million dollars or more to make something like this. And so, you know, if a paintbrush costs half a million dollars or more, then you as an artist wouldn't really optimize for creativity. You'd optimize for a return on your investment. And so we don't think that that mixed reality as an art form um, will really become um uh, something that everyone can participate in and therefore really um, have artistic merit. The output will have real artistic merit until enough people have access to the tools to do that. And my personal ambition for us as a company um, is, is to have that sort of cultural impact, is to enable this art form to exist. Um, and... And in that way, you know, that's kind of our short term goal. Um, but then it will sort of play into 
uh, you know, being adopted to the, to the metaverse in, in, in a more legitimate way once the technology exists for the metaverse in a legitimate way to exist. Mm. Amazing. Um, so just to paint a picture for listeners, uh, you've worked with some artists and some brands in the music industry already with this technology, with Volta. Um, where could one of the listeners go and see this in action and hear it in action? You know, what are the artists that have already used this and, and tried it out? Um, just just to, to explain some of those partnerships that you've already had. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had a number of, of artists uh, some of them are some of my favorite artists, which is wild uh, that they've used it. Um, so Bonobo, Jamie Jones, uh, Tisha, uh, Nero, who else is using Imogen Heap? Um, who else? Uh, so a number of, of like pretty pretty respected artists uh, have have used it. Um, the Jamie Jones, Bonobo, and Tisha sets were at Glastonbury, which by itself is cool. Um, and uh, and yeah, there's there's a bunch of videos of of uh, those sets on um, on our website actually. So if you go to volta-xr.com and just scroll down a little bit, you'll see there's links to kind of all of it. Um, so so that's those are some places to see it. Uh, you know, past past uh, shows. But the thing that we are increasingly focused on is um, audience interaction. And what that looks like is being able to not to stream because anybody can, you know, now stream their, their DJ set either from home or from a live event. Um, but what, what you'll be able to do pretty soon is, um, actually interact with the content from, uh, from anywhere, uh, from, from a, from a show. So for example, um, tomorrow night actually is, is our second, um, prototype sort of, uh, experiment of this. There's, um, there's an event in London called free from sleep. Um, it's put on by, uh, by virus recordings, the Ed Russian optical, uh, you know, guys from, uh, old school drum and bass land. And, um, we're actually going to be doing this tomorrow. So if, if you're in London, you should totally come to this. Um, but if if you're not, what you'll be able to do is go on. Um, I think we're streaming it to Virus Recordings, the um, optical um, Virus Recordings uh, YouTube channel, and you'll actually be able to not just watch the show, but um, have impact the visuals, not just like on the stream, like in the venue from from like the YouTube chat. So you'll be able to like type the word virus in and kind of these trippy effects will happen that will kind of produce the virus logo in the, in the world. Um, I think one of the other interactions is being able to change like the color of the sky in the world, just from the YouTube chat window. Um, so, so that's our next one. We, we did this uh, once already with machine drum uh, in June and we streamed to his channel, um, and, and another, and another channel. And, um, what was great about it for, for him was, uh, it, it resulted in 10 times the number of engagements, um, like interactions in, in, in the chat window, than like kind of his normal baseline, uh, record, uh, live streams. And so, and a bunch of stuff is broken. So the fact that we had like 10, 10 times the the engagement and stuff is broken, I think, is, is good. Um, we've had a couple of months to, to fix things. And, you know, uh, it's, it's experimental sort of bleeding edge stuff. So 
stuff's going to break. Yeah, it sounds like it. And obviously, this is really pushing what technology can do. Everyone knows YouTube. Everyone's commented, you know, in a live stream on YouTube and understands that. But to actually affect something in real life, and this is where you're saying about this mixed reality, is you're, you're creating this hybrid between the digital world and the physical world. And what you do in the digital world affects sort of what's happening in, in the physical environment as well, which is is really interesting concept um, and really, really interesting for music in general because up until now, you know, music has been very much an auditory experience and then a visual experience where, you know, 10 years ago we're watching music videos and things, but there's not much beyond that from a visual experience. You might go to a live show and you see that performance live, but now with the digital world, it's very interesting how this technology can bring together you know, people can be sat at home in their own environment, but be immersed in, you know, one of their favorite shows with one of their favorite artists and also interact with it as well. So super exciting stuff. Now, obviously, there's a huge spectrum of technology here. Now, for anyone who's listening who wants to get started on Volta, you know, you've mentioned you can do so many things with it. But what would you say is like the best way to just get to grips with the software, what would be like your go-to as a DJ who is live streaming at the moment? What would you recommend they do as their first step to getting familiar with it? So download it for one thing. It's free, um, totally free, and it's going to stay free. Um, no like in-app purchases or no, uh, I don't know, subscription or get it for a week. It's like totally free. Um, uh, so, so yeah, download it um, and... And there's an in-app tutorial, which will kind of get you a little bit familiarized. Um, we have a bunch of other tutorials where we kind of go into detail about how, how to kind of manipulate everything that you could want to do. Um, but really, all you need to do is, once you download it, um, there's what we call base world. So what we call like a scene in, in Volta is like, a we call it a world. And... Uh, you can just click on one and some of them are just like trippy visuals that will respond to your music. So if you're using it live and that's all you want, that's, that's great. That's all you need. You just click on it, um, start playing music through it and, and it'll start reacting. Um, there's a few that have, um, I think like, I think we've like 20 or 25 base worlds now. And I think I want to say like six or seven of them, um, automatically like put you into it like it'll grab your camera feed and it'll, and it'll configure it into the space so if you want to be live streaming from home and you want to um and you want to put yourself inside of this world and, and like actually have like a really entertaining show uh you can literally just click on one of those and it will pop up you're in it music starts playing and and stuff starts reacting so you know our aim is really to make it as easy to use and as plug and play as possible so you know um, some of your listeners are going to be more sort of like visually, uh, adept and creative and want to make their own worlds and, and perform in those. And you can do that. And some aren't, some people just want to like focus on the craft of DJing, but, you know, want to have this entertaining experience. And so, you know, we're trying to provide, um, provide, you know, both, we're trying to make it easy for you just to jump in and just run with it. And as far as, you know, if you, if you are visually creative and adept and you do want to do that i'd still say start with one of the base worlds and just like see how it works and see yourself in the world and see yourself just kind of popping off as the music plays that's awesome it's great as well that obviously it reacts to music you know you can feed a source in there of music um 
you know, you can choose what sauce. So if you're live streaming already, then, you know, you're probably used to feeding a sauce into your computer. Um, but then like you say, it's almost like it can automate, not a light show, because it's not a light show, but it can automate the visuals um, to the music. So you don't have to go and like press loads of things as you're performing. You know, it can kind of do that as a ba baseline. You know, it can do that automatically, can't it? Um, so how I kind of see it is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I can imagine a lot of our listeners are maybe used to OBS um, and that's what they might use to live stream their DJ sets. And they've got the different options in there for pulling different sources in, video sources, audio sources. But this to me is like OBS on steroids. It's OBS for the future. You know, it's, it's, the, plat it's the software that you would open up to really like live stream your sets and take them to the next level. Is, would you say that's probably the case? It, does it, is the approach similar? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, again, like I, I know this is kind of favor your, uh, your, your visual, uh, or the people who can actually, who can actually watch, but, um, I was just thinking maybe, you know, it's, it's, um, it, uh, talking about something visual can only get you so far. Um, would it be helpful just to like give a quick, like look at Volta? Um, I can share my screen and, and yeah. And, uh, Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cause you know, let's get out of the land of abstraction a bit. Um, so, so this is Volta. Um, and when you open it, this is actually what you're going to see. And so, um, this is when I, when I was, you know, saying that you, we have a bunch of base worlds and you can put yourself inside of them. This is, this is what that looks like. So if you just want something that's like, uh, you know, cool trippy visuals you can literally just click on one of these things um and it'll just start making this world for you and um and then it'll just start reacting to your music so right now it's reacting to my to my voice um and we have a bunch of different you know camera angles so you can uh, and you can set these camera angles um and so you can get this like really cool cinematic effect just by opening up Volta, you can replace, you know, our logo with yours just by going to, these are your visual sources and uh, you can just trade out this image for whatever your image is. And there you go. Um, if you want to put yourself in the world, you can pick another one that has like a place for you in it. I think this one, I think this one's got a, a place for, for me in it um and so yeah so now i'm in this world just by uh just by clicking a few buttons and if i um you know if i make a little bit of noise you'll see uh you'll see certain things start starting to react so so it's as easy as, as that to put yourself inside of inside of this world um but then if you want to make your own world you can also do that you can start a new world and you can uh, you can start by just adding what we call elements, and an element is just Volta speak for anything visual that goes into a world. So that can be something procedurally generative. This is an element which I'll show how it takes like the its three D ness from the two D stuff that you put in it, um, and you just start you click add. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. You just now start to, to see this world start to come to life. And now if I click on, say, these, this one, these rings, um, you get this list of parameters. 
and you can control these manually. Or if you click on the link icon, you'll get a full list of all of your audio sources. So here's Tractor, here's a MIDI controller, because I have a MIDI controller plugged into my computer. Uh, I ran it with Ableton Live earlier, so this is Ableton Live, but I'll just grab my audio. And you can see that now my voice is driving that, that parameter. Um, if I want to say add a visual source, so photos, videos, camera feeds, we have support for Siphon Spout and NDI. So if you've been using Touch Designer or Resolume or something, you can feed that in. Um, if I grab, let's say I'm going to grab a folder of videos and some of these are just like Beeple MP4s that I just, they're just VJ loops that I downloaded. Um, you see the preview window pop up here and now, uh, and now it's the, the video, the texture for this 3d, this 3d thing. Um, you can, you know, like I showed you before, you can add yourself in and then, separate your background and put yourself into the world by, you know, adding another, adding another, uh, element here, blending sources, um, so that you can turn yourself into trippy, you know, effects in the world almost instantly give yourself volumetric depth, even if you're not using LIDAR, um, just by, just by adding an element or two like that. Um, but then uh, I'll just show the LiDAR thing because that's definitely one of the cooler uh, one of the cooler ones here. So um, firm, is it like uh, there's a, is it the latest models of iPhone um, that have LiDAR? Or is it yeah. a couple of models? Uh, so iPhone, the iPhone 12, uh, 13, and now 14. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, yeah, those have, have, uh, have LIDAR in it. And so if you, uh, if you, uh, have Volta and you have one of these iPhones or iPads, um, you just go to your, uh, your app, which you can download from the Volta website. And then if you're on the same local network, it will appear in this list. You add the LIDAR element. And here I am in Volta, but I'm clearly not in Volta yet. So what you can do is, um, oh, I have, I was doing some like really crazy resolution stuff yesterday. Uh, that's why it's stretched out there. There we go. Um, and what you can do is you can start to put yourself inside the world. So you might be able to see, let's see, start seeing, there's the world the Volta world. And, um, and what you can do is you can control how much of the real world and how much of the Volta world you want. And as you can probably tell, the, um, the phone is now acting as the virtual camera in the world. And because of the machine learning bit where it's trying to figure out what is and is not a, a human, um, what I can also now do is I can do these sort of like really cool kind of particle effects on top of myself and drive all of this from, from the audio. So if I want to turn into like a Minecraft looking person, every time the kick drum hits, then, you know, then I do this. And so now when I'm talking, I kind of turn into this trippy looking effect. 
Um, and I can just fully dissolve myself into this world too. So now there is no longer a me. There is just Volta land. Um, but you can control it both ways too. You can, um, you can bring as much of the Volta world as you want into the real world and as much of the real world into the Volta world as you want. Uh, so that's the, the super, super quick deep dive. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it definitely paints a picture of, of what is possible. And straight away, just how quick you did all of that. I'm like, whoa, uh, you know, for any live streaming DJ, that's going to be a game changer for sure. Um, I've got some more just like personal questions. Um, we can go quick fire or as long as you want. I just thought there might be um, some interesting questions to ask someone like yourself who's developing such, you know, yeah, groundbreaking please. technology. So the first one really, though, is what would you say to those who push back on VR and the metaverse and this whole new, you know, mixed reality? Because there are people out there that are like, it's not for me. This is, you know, you know, I don't want this. I mean, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Then, you know, just don't engage in it. Um uh, to be honest, like we're not that bullish on VR. Our roots kind of started there. Um, but you know, we were, when we did kind of flip it, flip the user flow so that we were using VR at the time as an output, um, we were struggling to, to figure out like what the value really was. Like you could do some amazing stuff. And actually there, we, we had a VR app that, um, that, had you know a few experiences that some of like some pretty amazing artists made stuff for and in like john tejada made a really cool experience in it um broadcasted it live and then we got to like archive it and save it um a few of my other favorite musicians as well um but the problem that i'd find with vr is is that it's it's you you are siloed off from the rest of the world it's it's you know it's fair it's pretty um difficult to like to sustain it for more than like 20 or 30 minutes at a time um and so we sort of navigated away from it but our expectation is, is that ar will will actually be um a, a a really amazing piece of technology but yeah i mean if you if it's if it's not for you um you know there's there is uh, merits to this kind of technology that that you know uh, that go beyond, you know, the explicit sort of, this is what the metaverse is, this is what mixed reality is, and this is how you use it. Like, um, Imogen Heap, for example, shot a music video using Volta, where she, she streamed, uh, she shot, recorded, and streamed the music video live on YouTube. Um, and that, you know, that was just a creative use of new tech that wasn't necessarily like uh, you have to be in the metaverse to use this, or you have to really want to, <clears throat> to be in VR or something to use it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a new way to be creative and to be expressively creative. Our, you know, the, the sort of one, one, qu and this is, this is relevant to that. The, like one question that I get asked a lot is, is like, what kind of artist, like, would you like would be the best sort of artist for for someone to use Volta with? Um, and my answer isn't really one that is like genre specific. Like you know, um, we've had singer songwriters use Volta. We've had DJs use Volta. We've had um, you know 
fans, all kinds of people use it. And, and the stuff they make is, is all amazing. The thing that I in particular um, am excited about is, is the, the, the sort of like the Daft Punks, the Gorillas, the Nine Inch Nails, the David Bowies, the Bjorks, the Fortets. So those seem like very different, uh, and they are totally different types of musicians. But the thing that, the thread that sort of like, you know, ties them all together is they, they make a world, right? Like they've made um, some sort of, whether it be like a literal narrative like Gorillaz, or just sort of an ephemeral sort of space like Fortet. They, they, their, their music is the core of what they do, but what they've done is they've taken this sort of creative identity and they've found a way to, to expand that such that other people in the world can, can engage in it and like literally, like in some cases, be inside of it. Um, and so that's the kind of artist that you know i think will will you know will get the most out of this new technology and it's our aim to to get volta to a place where it can it can do that for everyone you know whatever your daft punk thing is you know to the, the our aim is to make it so that you have this sort of creative identity and that that you you can you can not just express that easily through Volta, but you can literally let people into your creative mind. Um, and so I think, you know, we're a little ways out from that. You can do some cool stuff with Volta now. You can kind of add your sort of branding and, and identity and sort of to an extent and build a world around you. But that's that's where where I'm excited about about what this can do and what what we as a company want to do you've painted a great picture there i think that really does summarize you know what the possibility is here and 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 helps people attach to it because you know we've we've probably heard of at least one of those artists and understand that scope of that creative output that they that they build um or that world like you say that they build um so talking about artists and djs who are your some of your go-to favorite um artists or djs that you like to listen to um, my favorites are, I just, I kind of always just come back to John Hopkins. Um, he's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm a huge Radiohead fan. Um, um, I, I came from, you know, like I said, I, I used to play, uh, I started by playing drums when I was eight and guitar when I was 14. And, and so, uh, I've, uh, you know, I have a pretty big soft spot for um, for a lot of like rock and grunge and stuff. So uh, I'm a huge Soundgarden fan. Um, as far as like DJs go and producers go, um, Max Cooper, um, Fortet. Uh, what else have I like? Those are kind of just the ones that just always hang. I always just go back to those like Radiohead, John John Hopkins, Max Cooper, Fortet. Uh, Soundgarden lately, I've just been on a kick. Like I've just been, I couldn't stop listening to it for a while. Um, and then everything else is just sort of like kind of sprinkled in. Like I've, you know, been on like a kind of a disco house kind of kick for a while lately too. Um, yeah. 
Sweet. Um, and then last question, pretty loaded. Um, but if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Um, so, okay. Well, that the, uh, I mean, there's so many ways to answer that question. <laughs> um, so in a, in a literal, the problem that really needs solving kind of a way I think is, uh, misinformation, uh, because, you know, we have a number of existential crises that we're facing and, uh, not only do we not all agree on what we should be prioritizing, but in some cases, actually in a lot of cases, we don't even agree that they exist as problems at all. Um, and, and, uh, Collective action problems, I think, are the root cause of pretty much uh, all of those. So if there was a way to to solve those problems, you know, the general existential anxiety that I think we all face would probably be mitigated. Um, so that's the sort of kind of like quite literal answer. But then, you know, there is the, I think... This, to an extent, kind of ties into what we're doing, but to an extent is just sort of separate from it, which is um, new technologies, like like what we're making, things that are experiential, that are immersive. And I know those words are very, like, cliche and sort of, like, overused, but I, they're overused for a reason. Um, like, things that can kind of, like, put you inside of a, a space. Um, like, I, I guess I just imagine how much empathy those sorts of technologies can produce. Like if you can quite literally put yourself into the mental space or the creative mind of someone, um, you know, imagine, imagine what sort of uh, good, how they could be used for good. They can totally be used for bad, right? Like uh, hopefully they aren't. Um, well, I'm sure they will be in some way. All technologies are used for both good and bad. Yeah. But like, you know, our aim is obviously make it as, as, as as a force for good as possible but um but yeah imagine uh imagine being able to quite literally put yourself into the mind and the perspective of someone else like um and create empathy for for another person's situation in 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 a literal way um i think that would be that would be a pretty pretty good thing to solve for and a pretty good use of our tech if it can do that at some point well look that's a fascinating and just great way to end this conversation i think it leaves a lot to be thought about um and if nothing else could maybe allow people to think you know what the possibilities are with this technology and and how it can be used for good as well so let me just say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been such an interesting conversation. Um, I'm sure we'll have lots of discussion going on in, in our Discord and on our channels um, about this. But if you could just let everyone know, you know, where to find Volta, you know, and, and where to find yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our website is volta-xr.com. Um, and like I said, Volta is free download it. Um, if you do have an iPhone or an iPad with LiDAR, uh, if you go to the downloads page, that's where you'll find our, our LiDAR apps. You can download both. There's a bunch of information on the website, a bunch of sets of like artists that have used it on the website. Um, so that's where to find us. We, we have our own Discord. 
there's a link to it on there. Um, and, and yeah, um, uh, at experience Volta in the social channels. Um, and yeah, likewise, this was a really great, uh, conversation. Um, thank you again for, for having me. Awesome. It's my pleasure. And we'll keep an eye on what's the, what's going on with Volta and the progression of it. So take care. Thanks for coming on the show. So there we have it. Thanks so much to Alex. Super interesting conversation. Very interesting guy. We're excited to see where the future of that goes. And it'd be also great to hear feedback in our Discord if you know you enjoyed that interview, if you want more interviews like that in the in the podcast, um, or if you are even going to look at using their service, it'd be great to hear, you know, if you're going to take something from that. So let's get stuck into the next section. It's time for what is potentially going to be the best quiz slash game on the planet let's go i think after last week's tense tense game yeah he's one nil jamie yeah Yeah. and i've leveled the playing field and i've gone danny genre oh what so (laughs) if i lose this then we're going a bit more trendy a bit more cool we're going a bit more kind of tech housey with it okay okay similar to last week okay yeah didn't listen last week guys it is higher or lower i've got 10 questions for these guys and i'm choosing same as last week spotify monthly plays by each dj or producer right so okay. higher or lower we're going to start off with sony F- sony federa has four million spotify monthly plays right so higher or lower bicep does bicep have m- higher or lower than four million plays higher, higher. it's lower oh, oh my god we, we just love bicep five, you just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, i'm just we, a we, we a wanted curveball. it to be higher didn't we I need to listen to them more. Bring Two point five million mm. plays. Wow. Bicep. Okay. So right. higher or lower, Salado. Okay, so I'm going to go higher now because I feel like he's more in the range of Sonny Federa. Mm, I'd say lower. It is lower. Oh. One point five million. Keep okay. keep track of your scores, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Salado, one point five million right. plays a month on Spotify. Yep. Uh, higher or lower, Chris Lorenzo. Higher. higher. Yeah, easy. 3.8 million. Um, higher or lower, local boy to us, Clooney. Oh, no. Hello. Does he tip over into the EDM scene? Oh, no. Is he mainstream or is he still cool? I'm going to go lower. Low, it's, 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 so Chris Lorenzo, uh, 3.8 million. I'd, higher or lower? I'll say lower. 1.5 million. Yeah, right. lower. Uh, Gorgon City, higher or lower than Clooney? Higher. Uh, yeah, three point six million. Burns higher or lower than Gorgon City? Higher, higher. lower. Two point oh, six. Oh, yeah, I gave, a, I gave myself a point then. Didn't I, know, you? I, I did. I was like, like yeah, another point. I had the yeah. confidence. I would have no. thought Burns would have gone higher. I would have. Okay. Um, so who was higher? Who was so before? So it was Clooney one point five. Yeah. yeah. Gorgon City three point six. Yeah. Burns uh, two point right. well, six. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Yeah. 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 Gorgon City a bit more radio play maybe. Something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 2.6 million burns, higher or lower, Armin van Helden. <sighs> but then regular monthly right. plays. This is a good one. This is the thing, isn't it? Because um, it... he's got classics. That's and then it. maybe they're in a lot of playlists that mm. get played often. I'd say higher. What was it? What was the last? Burns, 2.6 million. 2.6 million. Oh, no. I don't... <sighs> I'm going to go. I'm going to lower. I'm, I'm going to go higher. Oh, it's higher, 3.7 yeah, million. What are the, how many points you got so far? Four. Oh, this is exactly what we wanted. Um, right, um, we have um, 3.7 million, Armin van Helden. Higher or lower, Higher or lower, Jamie Jones at 1.3 million. 
Ah, <laughs> nice right, one. I've got extras. Lower. I've got extras. Okay, brilliant. Okay. Higher right. or lower? Uh, Patrick Toppin. Then Jimmy Jones here. No, we'll scrap that because I said it. I said it. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go on. Then. So last one. <laughs> Higher or lower? Then Oliver uh, Armand Van Helden. I'm losing it, guys. This is how tense the quiz is. This is how the stakes are. Couldn't be higher. Uh, Patrick Toppin. Higher or lower than what? 3.7 million. Which is Armand Van Helden. I'd say lower. Lower. Yeah. 580,000. Right. right. Five, five all. So five all oh. tiebreaker to the closest. Whoever's closest. Right. How Jones. many does, <laughs> how many players does Michael Beebe have? Oh. How many? How many? Oh, right. Closest. Uh, I'm going to say 3.5. I'm going to say 2.3. 500,000. What? Yeah, closer. yeah, so Jamie's closer. So 500,000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like yes, yeah, similar there. to Patrick Toppin, yeah. But how oh many God. hits has he got? Like, yeah. how many big? Not, not, no regular radio. Listeners. Maybe no radio. Just, I just see like, how much yeah. he's popping in, like, yeah. Ibiza and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought he'd been, like, way up there, mm. but. But to be fair, I thought Burns would have been higher, considering he produced like Lady Gaga's Lady Gaga biggest stuff. tune last year mm. and stuff. Like, interesting, mm. great, great quiz. I'm that really is, that was a good that one. is the quiz with no jingles. Still, I'll, I'll just remind that you that, that it's now two. It's now nil. two nil. Danny. It's now oh. two nil, and that right. was Danny's genre. Um, <laughs> right. He threw me with bicep. <laughs> um, right, we're getting some questions. I've got a couple. Of, I've got a question from the Discord, which is. Uh, can you DJ for less than a hundred dollars? Can you get into DJing for less than a hundred dollars? Get into it. Does it mean yes. can you like buy equipment? Can you and start get started? DJing for less than a hundred dollars. You can get started for free. Yeah. Oh. With a laptop, with an iPad, either you can get started with free. There's free software out there. Serato DJ Lite yep. is great on a laptop. But saying that Recordbox is also free. You can download it and you can use the performance mode and mix around on it on Recordbox or on Serato DJ Lite, and you don't need to pay any money. Yep. Um you can download our crossfader music pack for for free by signing up there'll be a link in this podcast description so you can get music ready to mix with and we've also got a full tutorial series on how to dj for free with a laptop yes there are dj light on our website so you can just search how to dj with a laptop on google and you should see a crossfader link somewhere there in terms of like controllers for less than a hundred dollars yeah so Starlight. you can get the reloop buddy reloop buddy um yeah. which i've been playing on quite a bit and i do enjoy it's yeah. a great little controller and it's great for using an ipad with it's built for using an ipad a lot with. of the new mark stuff a lot of the new mark stuff there's like party mix it's what's the um, go to touch go to new mark to go to touch or something yeah something like we've that we've got like this fun colored one which yeah, danny yeah, had yeah. out hercules white right there there. Oh yeah, white and yellow one specifically for algorithm yep. DJ. Yep. Um, so, so you yeah. yes, you can. You can, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I'd say do it. Like if that's your budget, yeah. stick to it, hundred percent. Get you know, get something small. It all depends on what you've got already. Whether you've got a laptop or an iPad. If you don't, you've just got a mobile. That's fine. Um, and you're looking at algorithm DJ. I'd say on the iOS app or the Android app, and then get a little mini controller to plug into it, or just have a play around, have a mess just, around. just on your phone without any. On your phone with algorithm DJ. Why not? Yep. Yeah. Um, nice another one. question in the Discord. By the way, if you want to get questions in like this, then make sure to sign up to the Discord. We've got channels yep. in there dedicated to this podcast where you can ask questions and we'll answer them every week. We will. We will. Um, so, Boy Brown said, "Rain of teased new hardware with stem buttons, most probably the Rain One Mark II." What added features do you think it will have and what would you want over the original Rain 1? 
Well, we know what it has because we've seen a picture. Yeah, it's got a stems thing. <laughs> it's also got. Button. It's also got like these little LED Splays. LCD yeah, displays yeah. next like to the pad display. mode, so we can see. I don't know. Does that mean they can change what your pad mode is? Because mm. because we're changing. St- you know, in Serato, we've got to change sampler to stems or we've got to mm. change, but then they've got a dedicated pad mode for that. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how these LED screens we, play into performance pad modes. Yeah, we've noticed, especially with Serato and stems, that some of the um, sort of technical battle DJs are that have S11s are using this combo combo mode. Yeah, because yeah. what you find is if you're doing tricks and, and, and fast routines, you need your hot cues as well as the stems um, in one pad but at the minute if you've got um, like an SRT or something basic it's just either you've got stems activated or you've got your hot cues activated yeah. but in on the S11 you can have a combo pad mode so you can have the top four as your hot cues your bottom four um, as your stems so something like that on a rain one would be ideal Yeah, yeah. to be fair I'd quite like bigger I mean, it depends on the footprint of it, but bigger platters would oh, be yeah. great. Always, I'd always welcome bigger platters. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think they've done it, but I think this is where they're going to maybe be kicking themselves. They have. I don't think they've moved the pad mode to the mixer section. It's still underneath the. Um, oh right. Underneath yeah. the platters. Underneath oh, the platter. Right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's going to be something that people are straight away going to pick up on and say, "Why didn't you move it there?" Because that mm. has become like industry standard Maybe. for battle mixers. Yeah. You know, you're used to having them there, so that muscle memory builds up, and it just it feels a bit different. Is it so they can keep it smaller? Is that why they've done it? Do you think? So no. Maybe. Maybe. We'll have to see what the layout's it's like. Slight, it's slightly less than a Rev 7, isn't it? It's quite I slightly. have been promised by Music that we will be getting a preview of it soon. We do not have it in the Hello. studio, so, you know, we are speculating right now. Yeah. Um, but they've said they want to get on a call and show us it soon. So nice. exciting. I'm waiting to hear back and hopefully I don't, I don't know when this when is coming. New, but New controllers and new or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> we can say that because yeah. they've already posted about it themselves. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then one more question in the Discord from uh, Jaja Stanks. Jaja Stanks. Good name. Stanks. How would you go about getting your first few gigs if you lived in a town that had little to no nightlife? Uh, good question. Um, first, it depended, depending on your age, um, yeah. you know, a good way to start DJ now is online, just to get a bit of confidence, get your skills up, and you can start on Twitch and things like that for 100%. Um, in terms of... Uh, practically you can throw house parties that's how we talked about it last we talked about all our first gigs last week on last mm-hmm. week's podcast a lot of us did house parties yeah we even did like restaurants yeah um, you know just background music in restaurants you know family parties um there are dj agencies out there that you know hire djs to do private events and things like that um but you will need a bit of experience possibly and a decent kind of social media platform to, to, to show that you can dj I think it comes around to as well, like where do people gather in your yeah. town? Is mm. it a local pub? Is there a yeah. restaurant that's really popular and people go yeah. every Friday and Saturday and it's packed out? Mm. Maybe there isn't actually a DJ on yet, but you could approach the venue and yeah. say, look, yeah. my services could elevate your services. I can yeah. do X, Y, and Z. It'll complement, you know, the audience you have in here and, and offer your services. Even if there isn't a slot that's actually even been thought of yet, you could maybe create that slot. So don't, you know, think outside the box a bit there and yeah, think, where sure. can I find people that are gathered together and how can I serve them with my music or with the music that they need in that environment? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, um, nice. Cool. 
So make sure to check out wearecrossfader.co.uk for all our online DJ courses and education. There's loads of tips, tricks, reviews, and tutorials on the website too. And obviously check out all the socials for loads of visual tips and tricks as well. Um, thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to get 20% off any of our DJ courses, use the code off the record, all in capitals, on uh, the checkout process, and you'll get 20% off. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye.